So welcome to The Writer's Edge, a podcast exploring writing across the disciplines from the arts to the sciences and everything in between. We're coming to you from Shark Tank number two in the NSU Writing Communication Center on the fourth floor of the Alvin Turner Library in Davie, Florida. Hi, I'm Eric Mason, one of the hosts of The Writer's Edge and a faculty coordinator here at the WCC. So today we're talking with two staff members from the NSU Center for Academic and Professional Success, CAPS. We're talking with Johnny Kevorkian and Alicia Days. And they're going to talk to us about some of the services and events they provide to help students prepare for professional success. So welcome and thank you for talking with us. Hello everybody, my name is Johnny Kevorkian. I'm the Associate Director of Employer Relations here at CAPS. My role is to create relationships with different employers, both locally and nationally, to create different internships, jobs, as well as identify those opportunities to share with our NSU students so they can get jobs and internships in their field of study. I put together events with fellow colleagues at the employer relations team, such as career fairs, info sessions, mock interview nights, and various types of employer engagement across campus. I've worked at NSU for six years, and I'm also a proud alumni. I did my bachelor's in marketing from 2012 to 2016. Go Sharks! Hello, everyone. My name is Alicia Days. I am a senior career advisor here for the CAPS department as well. I've worked in higher ed for over seven years or so, and I assist with the career side of things for all things career for our alumni, our graduate students, and our doctoral students. I also assist with our workshops and our events and making sure that all of our NSU population is informed of our career development opportunities, as well as making sure that they're informed of the dates and times of events. So navigating our resources and sharing advice and tips to our students. All right. So you just mentioned a lot of different services that students can take advantage of. And there's also the career fair, which is the first reason I thought, oh, we should have them on to talk because there's this event that students could go to, but they may not know what goes on there and might need a little help figuring it out. But I also, I will say I teach business writing and technical writing and stuff like that. And I certainly appreciate what you guys do to help students prepare for the job search, prepare to talk to employers. So I feel like there's just a range of skills that you help students develop. Out of all those services that you provide, like these are for students, current students, do alumni also get some services that I hear? Yes, alumni have lifetime access to our office and they can actually work with Alicia once in time. Yes, definitely. So I see our alumni students, we meet mostly virtually depending on where they are, but virtually and in person. We share our appointments with them. They can attend our events, our workshops, connect with employers. And it's really great for them to know that they can access all of our resources even after graduating. In addition to our alumni, we do have advising for undergraduate students. Undergraduate students will meet with their academic and career success coach, which is also known as their edge advisor. That advisor helps undergraduate students with career planning. So that could be resumes, mock interviews, job search, internship search, all that good stuff as well as academic advising, which is planning for their classes and for their future at NSU in their four years here. In addition, our master's students can get help, just like with the same advisor, Alicia, as well as doctoral students. So basically, don't wait until you're graduating to come and talk with you, because you can help them throughout their career at NSU, it sounds like. Absolutely. We can create a career plan, an academic plan, and keep them on track while they're doing their classes, but also building experiences, whether it's shadowing, interning, uh, volunteering, really building that resume and building your experiences and network with employers before they graduate. Never too early to start and it's <laughs> never too late to utilize our resources. Definitely. Yeah. Now that is good to hear because I 
I think I was one of the students who didn't know for a while what they were going to do with their degree. But I was an English major and I teach writing now. So I was on the perfect career path, you know, basically. But uh, they were they were all about the options. And they said I would make a great park ranger was what the test told me when I filled it out. I did not become that, although I do enjoy camping. CAPS, in collaboration with several NSU colleges, is hosting this Recruit a Shark Career Fair on February 13th, 2024. Can you just describe this event, like what it consists of, what it achieves? So the career fair is going to take place in the Allen B. LeVan Center of Innovation in the Alvin Sherman Library. We're going to have various tables of different employers from a variety of industries. Two representatives from each that students can talk to. Once students check into the event, they'll be provided a list of the employers and where they are, and then they can go and find those employers, talk to them, give them their resume, talk about their credentials and what experiences they have that can make them a good fit for that role where they can deliver their elevator pitch. And yeah, they can expect a lot of networking, talking, and building relationships throughout this event. To piggyback off of that, we will have a lot of helpful staff and familiar faces. So students and alumni can expect to see our CAPS team there from the first instance of when they get to the fair. We'll help direct them and let them know what opportunities are available, such as where the employers are, or maybe if they have any quick questions. And then at the event, they can expect to network with different employers. Even if they aren't currently job searching, this is a great place for them to build their networking skills and to learn of the different opportunities in their field. You've talked a little bit about what participants in the career fair can expect when they walk in and the tables and the representatives. What can they do to best prepare for the career fair? What should they be doing before they get there? What students can do to prepare is definitely utilize the services here in CAP. So whether it's meeting their advisor, but if their advisor is booked up before the career fair, we do have 15 minute drop-ins, which are Mondays, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. But then we also have our CAPS labs, which is labs for students to get their documents reviewed or get career help. Those are Tuesdays and Thursdays from 1.15 p.m. to 4.45. And that's where we'll have advisors there to help students for as much time as they need. So let's say you come in with a resume and you want it reviewed. An advisor can come to you, give you some feedback. You can work on it as long as you need to and then get questions answered. And it's a really great way to get some help before the career fair. You can practice mock interview questions. You can, they can help you explore what companies are coming to the career fair how to deliver your elevator pitch, all those great career prep resources that we have. Additionally, there's a bunch of resources in our Handshake career platform, which you can find in your Shark link. You just log in, same credentials for anything as NSU. And with there, there's a resource library full of resume guides, mock interview questions, how to network, tons of great resources in there as well. Additionally, we have preparation events for the career fair. We have one for developing an effective resume and cover letter. We have do's, don'ts, and donuts, which is a event where we'll talk about the do's and don'ts of a career fair. We'll also have an employer come in and give some feedback to students as well on what they look for at a career fair. And then lastly, we have picks, tips, and outfits with CAPS. That's an event where you can get career help from our advisors, as well as get a free professional headshot. And if you don't have a professional outfit, we'll have our career closet which is our closed closet that has professional attire that's free to students, but we'll have it on wheels that day where students can come and pick out their outfits, which is theirs to keep for their career fair if they don't have an outfit. So there's these prep events, handshake, caps labs, drop-ins, appointments with your advisor, which you can make on Navigate or by phone by calling CAPS, 
But all of this you can find on our CAPS website and also on Handshake. All the events I just listed, you'll find on Handshake. If you type in Career Fair Edition in the search bar, you can find all of those events. And I would say another good initiative that we recently started back would be our CAPS Cab. This is where we go around campus in our golf cart and we give students a ride around campus to their classes or wherever they need to on campus. And we inform them of different ways to prepare for the career fair. We have our CAPS CAP Career Fair edition actually starting back up right before the fair. So February 7th, we will be riding around campus. You'll see our CAPS CAB sign on our golf cart and we'll give you a ride around campus to your courses, to your classes. And this will allow us to be able to share all of our CAPS resources, how to best be prepared, and just understanding what to expect when you come to the career fair. This is a great way to just have that one-on-one time to learn about our opportunities. And all of our events and workshops are posted on our Instagram platform as well. Many of our resources and events are posted weekly and daily so that you can stay up to date on what we have here in the CAPS office. So you can like, you can share, you can comment, ask questions, DM us. We are very open to receiving questions and feedback on our upcoming events and workshops. Yeah, that sounds great, especially just the fact that there's so many different ways to connect and get preparation and check in. Thinking about all these opportunities to work on things like job search documents and go to the career fair, I guess I want to talk a little bit about some of that writing that's involved and how students present themselves. First, do students need to prepare these documents for the career fair? Are they expected to be able to hand over a resume if asked or hand over a list of references if asked? Is that something that they need to be prepared for at the career fair? Uh, but then just in general, what sort of advice do you give students about preparing these sorts of documents? So typically, I inform my students to bring about five copies minimum of your resume to the career fair. You never know which employers will be there unless they're researching beforehand, like we recommend. But you want to make sure that you have the option to give it to the employer in that moment, especially since some employers do interviews that same exact day. So you want to be prepared. Resumes are still a thing. You want to make sure you prepare it, but it's always good to also have a digital option. So maybe connecting with the employer on LinkedIn or a virtual digital business card would be a good way to stay in contact with the employers following the career fair. We typically have employers that will maybe write down the student's contact information. It's a bit easier if you are giving them your resume that already has your name, your email, and your phone number on there. Or maybe even a, a business card if you have one to give to the employer. But I definitely think it's great to prepare ahead of time by coming to our CAPS labs, setting an appointment, coming into our drop-ins, or even attending our Rockstar resume event. In this instance, you want to make sure that you're showcasing your contact information. You're showcasing your education. What are you currently going towards? Or what education do you have? some of your skills, your experiences, if you speak any other languages. These are all good things to highlight on your resume. Some of your shadowing experiences, community service, your internships, your work experiences. You want to make sure that the employer can see all the abilities that you bring to the table and maybe research the opportunities that that employer has beforehand so you can maybe connect the dots on your resume and tailor it towards some of the industries that you are looking into when you get to the career fair. Sure. I feel like that kind of research is possible. Maybe students might think it's easier to do when they're like looking online for jobs and like, and they find a job ad and they research that company. Yeah, but it seems like it's still very possible going to the career fair to find out who's going to be there in their fields and just to learn a little bit and to make sure that they are a good fit and figure out the kinds of things that employers are looking for 
in their field that they might want to mention or highlight, as you said. Absolutely. And then on Handshake, students can click on the fair, see a whole list of the companies that are attending. They can see what majors they're hiring for, what are some of their opportunities that they're hiring for. So they can really create that list of target employers that they want to talk to at the fair and really adapt their resume to if they need to, to what skills that some of those companies require. So I would highly recommend, like Alicia said, students prepare their resume, bring multiple copies. And even if they're not looking for an opportunity in the moment, maybe in a later time, you know, they've built that connection with an employer. That employer has their resume or they're connected on LinkedIn or has your digital business card. I think that's so important because networking is everything. From all my experience now working in career and all that, most people I know get their jobs, not just from applying, but from building a connection and knowing someone within that organization. So definitely be prepared to talk to an employer, have your resume prepared, have any documents and, you know, put your best foot forward. I always tell my Bizzering students, there's some research that started with a researcher named Mark Granovetter about the strength of weak ties. And the idea was when you're networking, there's some people you say really know you well, right? Your, your family, your close friends, but if they could have gotten you a good job, they would have already, right? They would have said, oh, like this job is perfect for you. So what you want to do is develop these weak ties, people that you have, you know, a small connection with, that you network with at an event, but those weak ties open you up to a whole new network of people that they know. And so finding that great job usually means connecting with people that you don't know very well, which mm-hmm. might seem like, well, I've, I've got my close group, but they're not always going to get you the best job. So it is definitely good practice, but also just a great opportunity to reach out and connect. And maybe they don't have the perfect job for you now, but maybe six months down the road, LinkedIn, they post something like, oh, that's the job for me. So I can certainly see that as being great advice for students to not pass up these opportunities. We definitely speak about that too in our networking events. We speak on how you can get opportunities in a room that you're not even in just by sharing your interests and what you're looking to do in your career with people that are in your circle and outside of your circle. We mentioned the importance of doing that as well on LinkedIn and showing up to events in person or virtually just so that you can get your name in rooms and meet different people. We talk about how those experiences of having other people speak highly of you in rooms that you're not in can open the door to so many opportunities that you might not even know of. Some opportunities aren't posted online. Some jobs might not be posted yet, but it gets you with your best foot forward so you can be prepared when those opportunities do arise. Sure. And you mentioned the kind of elevator pitch, the idea of having an opportunity to talk about yourself, but then again, someone else may have the opportunity to talk about you as well. But having that, you know, summary or those highlights or that thing to pass on to people. When I write uh, recommendation letters for students, I always say, you know, send me your resume because I don't know everything about you. But if someone did ask me questions, I want to be able to speak about you in a, in a broader way than just, oh, they were great in class. So informing other people, letting them know what you're doing sounds like a great strategy to make it possible for that networking at a distance to happen, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Is it still worth it for students to consider things like resumes or video resumes about creating media for the job search or for that, or is it really just about networking sites like LinkedIn now? I always recommend to have a LinkedIn. It's a great way to network and you know, have your resume, but there are different sites where you can have a video elevator pitch and things like that. You can put on your resume like links that you can add, especially if you send your resume electronically, because that's a nice way for employers to get to hear from you directly and hear you speak and things like that too. Uh, while it's not completely recommended, it is something that some students do. Like when students ask me, should I build like a, a website? I kind of want to say, 
you know, nowadays you probably don't need your own website because it's not connected to anyone. It's not right. networked. You want to, if you have a website, it's more important to connect it to your LinkedIn, connected places. Right. So if you just want to build your profile there, it's just as good, if not better than having a kind of personal website, unless you're in some field where you really develop a portfolio or something yeah. where you need to provide access. Right. That's what I was going to touch on, the portfolios, depending on the industry you're in. Like, let's say you're in business and you've done projects or even engineering, or maybe you just want to showcase some personal projects or projects you've worked on with other companies. Having that digital portfolio handy is a great way to show your experience versus just telling the employers. Some people have started including their portfolio link within their resume. So within the contact section, people will either add the LinkedIn link or their portfolio link so that they can, like a GitHub, you can post that online so that employers can see your work rather than just speaking on it for different projects. So a student prepares, they get their documents together and they show up. How about that spoken interaction with employers? What should they be prepared to talk about or to ask? What sort of questions they ask? Is there any advice you have about that oral communication with employers? Definitely for that oral communication outside of giving your resume, it's just being able to talk about, you know, themselves, maybe what's their school year, what are they studying, what are their interests, what are their goals. But it's also a chance for the student to ask the company questions about what the culture is like, learn a little bit more about the internships and the company that they couldn't find online, ask about, you know, how to apply and if they do apply, what's the next steps and things like that, you know, really building that connection and really connecting how their experiences and their skills and their interests connect with that company. It's almost like a mini interview. It's like an interview before an interview. They still want to be able to sell themselves and talk about these things while also learning and asking questions about that company. I would also say a good best practice is to try and maintain eye contact when you're meeting these employers. A lot of times it shows that you're able to actively listen and actively engage. And that's something nowadays that we have to be intentional about. Because in a room full of all these different students, you want to stand out and you want to see if you can be remembered by these employers. Maybe if you want to shake their hand. And this is also depending on your own discretion of whether or not you feel an employer might be comfortable with it. You can ask, is it okay if I can shake your hand? Of course, after COVID, things have changed with that. So you still want to be professional, but you can ask and communicate with them. And you also want to actively ask questions. So a lot of times the employers will start by giving you information about the company, but maybe showing that you're writing down, you're taking notes on what the employer is saying, as well as asking them for a business card rather than just sharing your information. That shows that you're willing to take initiative and learn more about the company and that you are specifically interested in their opportunities. Sure. How about sort of post-career fair, let's say? So it's over, you've talked to people like, you know, how should a student kind of measure the success of that event? You know, what should they, expectations should they come in and kind of afterwards, like, is it typical for them to, you know, send like a thank you or follow up letter as, as you might do in like a real, you know, traditional interview? Yes, I would say that is very common. You should send a follow up, especially for the employers that at least have opportunities that you are interested in or in are in the industry that you're interested in. It's a good best practice to follow up with them and thank them for their time and meeting them. Again, you want to reiterate who you are, your interests, just so that they'll remember who you were from the career fair, because, of course, they're meeting lots of students. So reintroducing yourself, I would maybe attach my resume if it is through email, just so that they can still have a fresh resume and letting them know what I'm interested in and the opportunities that we spoke of, as well as if I'm connecting with them on LinkedIn or through their website, 
that'll give me a foot forward in maybe being available for any workshops or events that employers might have in the future, or just being aware of any opportunities they might have following the career fair. Our thank you letters, we have some example templates posted on Handshake if students aren't sure of how to communicate with an employer after an event or a job interview, things of that sort. We have samples as well as an outline on our handshake of how to communicate with the employers with your contact information and just addressing who you are and what you spoke about and having a good signature and how to communicate professionally with those employers. So it's good to see those examples on handshake so you can see how others have reached out to employers as well. Sure. And I'll just, you know, a little commercial for the WCC, the Writing Communication Center. We handle all genres, all documents. You know, so if a student decides they need to create a video for something, like we can help with that. Uh, and of course, you can help with these documents as well. But, you know, I think it's always good to have multiple people look at it. And, yes. you know, we, we see a good number of resumes come in, both from business writing classes and just from students who, you know, just want a little extra set of eyes. Definitely. So students sometimes think that that interaction is going to get them a job. You know, even the interview is not. I'm like, no, no, no. It's like you write the letters and you produce the resume so you get the interview. Right. But then what you do with the interview, the thing that helps you get the job. So you have to practice all those skills. You can't just work up to the interview. You know, you have to sort of go through with it in a certain way. So what kind of employers will be at the career fair? What sort of opportunities will they be representing? And I guess, you know, can a student know beforehand, for instance, exactly who will be there? Absolutely. So on Handshake, students can go and see all the different employers that are attending. When we recruit these employers to come to Queer we try to get something for every major. Like for example, we were just working with some different marine biology companies because we know we have students over at the Oceanographic Campus. So we brought Coral Restoration Foundation, Pinnacle Ecological, and then some environmental companies like uh, Zoo Miami for any students that want to work with animals in a zoo setting. We've got uh, business organizations coming, accounting firms, uh, different hospitals, different healthcare nonprofits, um, different places where students can shadow and volunteer. In addition, we have a variety of uh, tech companies that are coming for our computer science, IT, even engineering students. So we have a whole variety and hopefully you know, every student can find something. And one thing I recommend too is don't just look for a company that like aligns with, oh, that's my major, that they do what my major does, because every company has different needs. Let's say you're IT, don't look for an IT company, but every company needs IT people, you know, mm -hmm. or everyone needs an accountant, everyone needs sales, almost everyone. So definitely really explore the companies, explore their websites, because it may not be a company in your industry, but that company may need you for that specific role. So definitely do your research and look through the handshake list. And keep on checking because up until the fair, we're always going to be adding, you know, new employers um, throughout the throughout the upcoming weeks. And that's, I think, great advice about thinking broadly about the kind of job you might get. Because I know many successful professionals who kind of wound up in positions that they didn't expect to be in or didn't kind of imagine when they got their bachelor's degree. Our copyright officer, who I've interviewed for the podcast, he has a music degree, but then he went into law. Don't think of your degree as a limitation as I can only do this in my life, but it's a set of experiences and skills and things that, like you said, might make you a good fit for a lot of different organizations. Right. That definitely helps students kind of combine their passions with their experience. 
it's great to just think about it. Like if I'm a business major and I also enjoy sports, if I'm doing business for a sports team, I'm able to just connect the dots and find something that I'm really interested in. So that's definitely a good way to think about it. Sure. Uh, I just had a student defend not too long ago. She's a technical writer, but she really wanted to get into the travel industry. Mm-hmm. So she ended up doing an internship with Carnival Cruise Lines, wrote a bunch of documents for them, and that works for another cruise line. But there are a lot of skills that transfer quite well to a bunch of different industries. Just to make sure that students are aware of what they need to do, say, next, there's all these preparatory uh, workshops and such that they could go to, but do they need to register for the career fair? Uh, to participate? Is there any kind of hurdles that they have to pass over in order to make full use of this event? Yeah, so for the prep events or the career fair, it's recommended you register. So you get reminders on it and we email you uh, reminders the day before, but it is not required to go to the fair to register, but it makes it easier on you. And you know, you don't want to risk forgetting because the career fair does happen once a year. That's pretty much it. But you can find more info on Handshake, about, you know, where to go. You don't register, but when you register, you get all that information to your email. But you can look on Handshake, see the time, see the description, see the location, and all that good stuff. One really cool feature about Handshake is that all the employers at the fair are on Handshake. So you can find their contact information and all the jobs that they are hiring for. So if you look on Handshake, you'll either find an email or a phone number so that you can stay in contact with them and just making sure that you're following up and reaching out to them. And for those who may not be familiar, the you said it's in the Levon Center, the career fair, and that's the fifth floor of the Alvin Sherman Library. People may not feel like they can click that button because sometimes it's mm-hmm. it's card locked, I think. But, but on that day, they can just go straight up to the fifth floor, right? Yep. Everything will be open up there. Um, we'll have staff on the bottom floor ready to check you in and give you whatever you need. We'll have staff there to help you, ask you any, you can ask any questions with. And it's just actually going to be our first time doing it in the Levant Center because we've been doing this career fair for a long time. We, CAPS has always done career fairs, you know, for many, many years. In 2018, we actually rebranded it as Recruiter Shark and we have been doing it in the arena where the basketball team plays in the UC. And, uh, you know, with COVID, we switched to a virtual format and then back to the arena. And now with the Levant Center, we did a, an event there a few years ago and we loved it. And that's kind of looking like it's going to be our new career fair space going forward. It's a really, for the students that haven't been there, it's a beautiful facility, very modern and great technology and all kind of cool things that I think students and employers will love. Yeah, excellent. Also, I just recommend, even if you know you can't make it to the career fair or can't make it to the events, Handshake is an amazing way to find a near next job or internship. All of those companies are there to hire our students. You know, it's not like just going online on Google or LinkedIn and just looking. Like these companies reach out and be like, we want to connect with NSU, we want to hire your students. And they're all vetted by our team. And there's a lot of great opportunities and I'm, we're connected with all of those. So, you know, if you ever, you know, think you're really qualified for a role, you applied, our office can also send referrals to those employers since we're connected with them on Handshake. So if you're ever like, oh my gosh, haven't heard back from this company in a while, or had this great opportunity and I really want to raise my chances, work with your advisor, whether it's your edge advisor if you're undergraduate, or Alicia if you're master's doctoral alumni, and our employer relations team can send a referral to those employers recommending you. While it doesn't guarantee anything, it always helps having someone, you know, vouch it for you. Sure. And you said the career fair was a once a year event, but I assume things show up in handshake throughout the year? Absolutely. We have almost every week, we have different employers on campus. They're called JAW Sessions. It stands for Join Aspiring Working Sharks. It's a little fun name we came up with. It's aligned with sharks and jaws. 
They're all on Handshake. We have different ones for, from different fields come. We've had the FBI. We've had uh, South Florida Wildlife Center, different tech companies, legal companies. And every week we have different ones. So definitely check those out. We have other networking events, you know, smaller networking type events that aren't career fairs, but maybe like roundtables or connecting with alumni that we collaborate with the Student Alumni Association with. Um, so there's a lot of market interview nights, a lot of great events that we do. So always check Handshake. But also outside of NSU's employer-led events, all the employers that are connected on there, those employers can also post virtual workshops, events that students can connect with. So there's so much potential to network on, on Handshake. And I definitely, you know, for students listening, that you utilize it and definitely start to build your networks, how to apply, work through your advisors, we work through all the different services we have because there's a lot CAPS and Handshake can offer you. So any final thoughts about the search process for students, about just career planning, preparation, just you know, things you want to make sure students uh, remember as they move forward through this process? I would say definitely start early. Whether it's your senior ready to graduate and look for a job, start now. You know, companies can hire you now and maybe start you part-time or, or hold down the fort for you until you start. Also with internships, let's say undergraduate student, don't wait till that semester, especially if your major requires an internship, don't wait till right before because a lot of companies hire their interns six, seven months in advance to secure them. So definitely with everything, start early, whether it's your resume, just getting a resume done early because that's the power of networking. You can be in the line at Publix and meet someone who's wearing the logo of the company you've always wanted to work for and you start talking and they can be like, hey, Send me your resume this week. You don't want to be scrambling like, oh my God, I haven't updated it since I was in high school or something like that. So definitely just always want to be career ready, whether it's practicing mock interviews and things like that, because you never want to have your dream job on the line and you've never practiced doing an interview before. So my, my tip is no matter what it is with your career, always have some preparation done early to be ready. I definitely agree, Johnny. Preparing doesn't have to be during the job search process. You want to do that ahead of time. If you want to have your resume ready, you can even start mock interviewing before you even have an interview coming up or just working with an advisor to feel confident in your skills and abilities. It's one thing to have everything ready, but sometimes you don't know how to communicate those experiences and those skills. So I would say the biggest thing is to work with an advisor so that you can be confident in what you bring to the table so that you can communicate it when the time comes. It's always good to be ready so you don't have to get ready when the time comes. And when the opportunity is available, you'll feel prepared to pursue it. And CAPS is here to support you all the way. You know, whether you're undergraduate, master's, or an alumni, once a shark, always a shark. And we're always going to support you and your career goals. Well, that's excellent advice. Just the fact that you focus so much on all the communication that happens you know, during the process just reminds me of how important it is for students to develop those skills, to work on them, to practice, and as you said, prepare. So just thank you so much for coming in and talking with us and uh, you know, good luck with your mission in helping students. Thanks so much for having us. Thank you. We hope to see you all at the fair. <laughs> we thank you all for tuning in to this episode of The Writer's Edge and we hope you tune in next time. You can submit your own podcast to be featured on ours and you can even submit your own stories about the Writing Center or any questions that you may have. If you'd like more information about the Writing Center itself, visit our website at nova.edu forward slash WCC. You can also reach out to us at WCC at nova.edu or 954-262-4644. 
Thank you again for tuning into the Writer's Edge, and we'll be back on your airwaves real soon. <laughs>